You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Let's ask for the Holy Spirit and His presence for the message today. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are here together just humbling ourselves and putting life on hold on the side for now, just putting a pause on our thoughts, our troubles, our stresses of the day of the week. But we just want to ask your your presence to just help us focus and be in the moment to just receive and just consume you. So we thank you, God, in everything that we do. Uh, There may be times that we feel unworthy, but we know that that's the enemy that's lying because we believe that we are worthy to be heirs to your throne and for the promise of the future of the kingdom and life everlasting. So we thank you, God. We're here honoring you and we give you all the thanks and the glory only to you in your name and through through your son in Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so recap. Stephen, a couple Sundays ago, talked about secret password. And you would think it would be complicated because usually secret password, they don't, they, they don't want it to be hacked. You know, it has to be complicated, numbers, caps, and signs mixed up. But God is so easy. He, he's like, oh, you guys are complicated. We'll keep it simple. And then Miss Angela, what I love about her talk is the, about the woman with the alabaster jar. What's cool about the story is she was not named. It just shows that love, mercy, and blessing is to everyone. The name was not specified or specific, like put importance. That woman could be me. That woman could be you. That woman could be anyone. And the bottom line is God sees our hearts, sees her heart, because she's a prostitute. And what's cool is because of her hungry for God, and because of her humbleness, God saw her. So one is getting access. Second part is actually walking into the access. And now it's how can we express gratitude for the blessings that we receive, and that's Thanksgiving. Okay, Thanksgiving, the expression of gratitude, especially to God. And we're here, we're talking specifically to God. And thanksgiving is the expression. Thankful means that you're being thankful of something that's already been given to you. So you're thankful because you already have it. So thanksgiving is the expression of gratitude. I I love how Stephen talks about the uh, principle of reciprocity. It's always a two-way street. Give, take, take, give. You know, it's a never-ending thing, and, and I love it. Sometimes... 
we have to be in the environment to kind of ignite our thankfulness or ignite our giving because we are probably the most giving during Christmas, <laughs> aside from birthdays, but we actually think of people who we wanna give. And during Thanksgiving, we're just grateful for the people that made our life easy or things that people did to us. So we're in that space. But here's the cool thing. With all this reminder and reflecting and responding, um, God is always clear. Because he's transparent, he actually shares his thoughts. This is God I'm talking. He shares his thoughts, his feelings, his promises to us, and that's through his word, the Bible. If Thanksgiving is to express gratitude, the question is how to express heartfelt Thanksgiving to our Father, our God creator. One of the easiest thing is if you are given love, if you receive love, naturally you give the love back. Then how can we love God back in a very practical way? Let's talk about how love languages. Ooh, if God is love, God have languages. Are you guys familiar with the love languages? The five love languages? We are so familiar with this. And even people that talk on seminars and speaking and relationship coaches, they said that knowing the five languages of relationship has helped them, especially with relationship in marriage. Because most of the times uh, we receive love in a different way and we give love in a different way god has love languages but for us humans we have the top two of the five like we have we have the major major but for god because it's perfect they're all equally and perfectly the same <laughs> so they're all 20 percent equal so he doesn't have like a, oh he's more giving he, he's more like his love language is more words or more acts of service no it, they're all equally perfect he's like I take it all, because all of them is my love languages. Before I talk about the examples and the verses about how we can express our gratitude by knowing God's love languages, but first, I need, I need for us to understand how can God experience the love languages that we know? How can I express to God my love languages, if that makes sense? So. Before I do that, I want to take on this verse. It's 1 Corinthians 3.16 and John 4, 1 John 4.16, because they, they blend together. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 1 John, we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God and God remains in him. I am God's temple. I am a physical temple of God. And on the, on the second verse, it says that if I have love, God remains in me. Does that make sense? Because th this would all make sense. What I'm saying is what you do to others is literally, technically doing it to God. And this is why, this is why I'm so passionate to like hug everyone, smile at everyone, high five everyone, because in my heart, I'm doing it to him as much as I'm doing it to you. For me, that is the amazing feeling. So imagine if God is not feeling so hyped up. I'm like, come on, God, high five. You've done so much to me. What about you? That's the attitude of it. 
Does that make sense? So when I when I realize that we are all God remaining in us, it's easy to love you. It's so easy to love you. Because that's the best thing I can give back to God that's been loving me. Okay? So does that make sense? So if I do it to you, I do it to God. So let's talk about love languages. So we're all on the same page now. So I have to like get that in because it won't make sense. All right. So instead of words of affirmation, God does not need affirmation. He knows he's good. He knows he's powerful. He knows he's the best. But words of praise. Oh, he loves that. Words of praise. So I had to like do a definition again. Praise. Google, praise, definition. So praise is really just giving a compliment. So to, not to make it complicated. Praising God is giving him compliments, right? But sometimes, I guess sometimes it's kind of interesting. You know how we talk about like being in a relationship or networking and finding good people, being friends with people, and you're like, how do I edify someone? It's simple, just look at the person. Oh, nice hair, nice glasses. Oh, I like your shoes. Like being observant is really is the key. So same thing with praising God. We already know what he's created, but here's an example. And I love the book of Psalms, because the book of Psalms is, is praise. It's, it's a book of praise to God. It's, it's a wonderful book. So if you're not knowing how to praise God, Read the book of Psalms. It's, it's amazing. Psalms 147, verse 1 to 11. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds us Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight is in the legs of the warrior. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. That's just giving praise, like everything that's been done to the earth, to the animals, to us. And I love the summary of Psalms 149.3 to 4. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with, with tremble and a harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Praising him is an expression of how grateful you are for the blessing, the miracles, the goodness that he's done for you. So that's on words of praise. Acts of service. Acts of service is you know, the, the, the concept that action is louder than words. On verse Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, in the, same, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So this is very important when we 
glorify, give gratitude to God, we're also actually testifying. We're testifying. So if our light is bright, people can see it. It's so needed for us to carry his light because the world is so dark. It's up to us to be proactive, to return our gratitude by actually doing good deeds to glorify the Father. Proverbs 19:17. whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. So you're, if actually you're being kind, it says you're lending to the Lord. Do you know the saying that you are a slave to your lender? Catch that? So if you help the poor, God owes you. And he give you the reward because he's the greatest rewarder. Unlimited, whatever the reward is. Philippians 2.13, For it is God who is at the work in you, both to desire and to work for his good pleasure. Him working in us through us makes him happy. It gives him pleasure. So the question is, are we willing to be used? Are we willing to actually do the will of our Father? So then that's acts of service. Our service is an expression of giving back to God. Gifts. Okay, God is big on gifts, right? Technically, gifting God is tithing. But let's, talk, let's just talk about just general giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I don't know if there are times that you want to give, but you're reluctant, right? <laughs> I've experienced that, and it makes me kind of feel guilty. Like, I want to give, but I, won't. I feel like I don't want to give. So whenever you feel that I don't feel like or reluctant, better not. That's just like a check because God loves a cheerful giver. When you give, it's like, oh my gosh, you can have it all. Matthew 6, 2. So when you give to the needy, do not announce. Okay, so God talks about gifting, right? But he, he's also put um, kind of like a disclosure. This is the disclosure. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. Do to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their rewards in full. So if you do give cheerfully, you don't need to announce it because then it would be considered what was your intention. So you help to get the credit. That's what he meant by that on the giving part. Second Corinthians 9.11, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Again, us gifting others, us being generous to others, gives pleasure to our Father. Another love language, quality time. And it's, good, it's, a, it's a good description what the quality time is. It says, focuses on setting aside distraction and making time for personal, deeply bonding activities. So quality time. I don't know if you know, when Jesus was alive on earth, he would always pull himself aside and pray alone. He always do that. He always have his quality time with his father. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray... Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. 
then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So God is into like, do not announce. Don't show like you're praying. Just pray on your own because I see you. Nobody needs to see it. So God is very, he's very onto like, don't show it. Like he really wants the intention for him, not for us or not for you. So it's for him. All glory is to him. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. This is my favorite verse. If there's any verse you will remember from all this, this is it. Because this is my go-to verse. It says quality time with God. Philippians 4, 6, 7. This is my go-to verse when I'm like at the lowest, lowest low. When I don't feel positive, don't feel motivated. When I feel like everything's going to shit. Um, <laughs> Like, it's really bad, like, really bad, like, pity party moments. Here it is. Screenshot this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in, but in every situation, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's quality time. He wants you to have time with him and saying that, give it to me because I love you. I care for you like any father. Give me your problems. I got it. Don't sweat it. So this is an amazing verse. Amazing verse. And he, this is what I appreciate now watching online and us here. Next verse is Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Quality time doesn't also mean by yourself. Quality time is with quality people. <laughs> quality time with quality people, church members, family. And let us consider how we may spur one another on, on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meetings together, or some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more you see the day approaching. In church, we, are, we help each other not just here, but off church. Thank you, Ms. Eva. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Ms. Angela. Thank you, Fox. Thank you, everyone. That's church in action. So that's spending time with God is spending time with you. So that's quality time, putting everything to the side. That's showing gratitude to our creator. This is the last of the languages, which I think is one of my favorites, because it's one of my top two. Physical touch, physical touch. Jesus touched a lot of people. Jesus even spat on people. <laughs> That's his saliva on someone. That's how much he was close in physical touch. Matthew 20, 34. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes and immediately they regained their sight and followed him. Matthew 17, 6-7. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground and were terrified. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Get up and do not be afraid. Our touch, remember the verse earlier that we are God's temple and God remains in us? Us high-fiving, us hugging, us consoling, 
someone's crying, be a shoulder for them, uh, a pat on the head, a pat on the back. These are touches, I know, it's, it's gonna, I hope you understand, that's like touching God. <laughs> I know. But I, I just, I don't, I can't, I don't know if I can really explain it. Like, I get so excited to hug you guys. <laughs> because that's where I get to feel him physically. When you guys hug me back, oh, thank you, God. Thank you for giving me a hug. That's how I feel. So I hope at some point you guys can share that same experience, that someone consoling you, putting their hand around your back, and that touch of comfort. For me, that's God doing it to me through you. So it's so powerful. We are really walking in physical form of God. It's a wonderful, amazing thing. And the one thing that I appreciate the most in touch is on Acts chapter 8, verse 17. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. I think that's one of the biggest things that our touch can impart is to transfer the Holy Spirit for healing, for miracles, for power, for empowering. There is a power in touch. And even Miss Angela talks about hugs. Like certain numbers of hugs a day will make the doctors go away. <laughs> I mean, makes the therapists and psychiatrists go away. Hugs. What's the hug, the minimal hug a day? Four. Four minimum hug a day, guys. So it's the power of touch. So in closing, I hope by having to understand the love language which we know on a very human level, that we are not far away from experiencing what God experienced. Because remember, we are created in his image. What he feels, we feel. In the beginning, in my spiritual journey, God felt so far away. But now, God feels so close that we need to even have a six feet rule because he's so close so I, I i just hope that by knowing that that your relationship with god would be more familiar than far-fetched relationship interaction understanding understanding each other receiving love from each other giving love to one another is experiencing god and not only experiencing god but us showing how grateful we are for the things that he's giving us. I hope that as we draw close to him, he draw, he draw closer to us. Thank you, and I, I wish that we get a little bit more excited with love languages, that we can't go wrong with God, and we don't have to think about it, because any will do, and any he will receive. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.